0: This is Big Girl Pants Podcast, Episode 17. Hi!
1: Hi. Welcome to Big Girl Pants Podcast, where we're here to talk about women, health, power, and wealth. Hosted by April Melton. And Kimberly Shapiro. We are real women with real jobs doing real life. We as women know what it feels like to try to be super mom, super fit, wrinkle-free,
0: all the while climbing the corporate ladder.
1: Sound Sound familiar? familiar? Then this show is for you. So stay tuned.
0: Hi! Hey! How are you? I am full of energy today. Full of energy. Full of energy today. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't even know why. I don't know what's going on. Actually, I do know what's going on. So Thursday night, right? Yes, was invited to a happy hour mm-hmm. with uh, the girls that I work with. Mm-hmm. Many, many mistakes made that night. Oh really? Many did mistakes. you take a shot? I don't know what I did. I'll just know <laughs> I had to Uber home and then Shut
1: your mouth. Yeah, and i You gonna, had to Uber? I had to Uber home, home? and
0: <laughs> I did. And then I got home and Brad said I was rambling like a crazy person. I wasn't making any sense. And that's when I broke the the news that um, my ex-in-laws are staying with me for (laughs) Thanksgiving. Well, that was great, though. That was a buffer because then I have to deal. For sure. Which actually Brad really likes them, so it's fine. But anyway, so I get up the next morning (laughs) and Brad can't take me to my car because he's got appointments. So I get another Uber bill to go back to my car, which is at the Lazy Dog in Plano. And about halfway there, I realize I don't have my keys. Shapiro. <laughs> Not a joke. (laughs) So I reroute the Uber driver and I'm like, um, so a change of plans. We are actually going to Tennyson Parkway. (laughs) Okay, so you just Ubered to work. So I just Ubered to work. Okay. Which was fine. And I looked well, not quite. Hang, hold on. So I look horrible, by the way. It's a Friday. It's casual anyway in our office. And so, I mean, I I
1: looked hungover. I I did not look good. (laughs) And so And I (laughs) note for everyone listening. Shapiro does not show up to work looking hungover ever. I have never seen you look less than perfect at work. Thank even you. when it's even when it's casual Friday, because casual Friday for you means like a pressed <laughs> Oxford button-down jeans and loafers. Oh so this God. is not like That's
0: my uniform, man. Right. So that was Which me. is what you're wearing today, my That the way. was not the case um, yesterday. I had a white Walmart t-shirt on long sleeve t-shirt jeans and tennis shoes a hat and my eyes were bloodshot I mean I look bad puffy bloodshot bad 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 bad. looking like a hot mess express all kinds of hot messes so (laughs) anyway and then I get there and I first and I realize I don't have my keys right but I'm like I'll deal with that later I got to get to work so I get there and I open up my calendar and lo and behold I have a client lunch shut your mouth I was so excited now I don't have a car I look Horrible.
1: Oh my god. So
0: I rally the troops at the office and I'm like, y'all, we're gonna take field trip. I gotta go home. (laughs) Somebody needs to take me home because I've gotta get my car. Yes. And I've got to change my clothes. I have to turn myself into a normal human. Yes, you have to be presentable. So anyway, that's the long story. But anyway, that's (laughs) I I think that's why I'm so full of energy because I came I did not work out yesterday. I I normally I go at four thirty in the morning and I I knew Thursday night I was at least aware enough. To cancel that. Um, and then I had a 4 p.m. for yesterday, but I knew by like no. 9, yeah. I was still dizzy. Yeah. So I'm like, there's no way. So I was in bed last night what at time? 7.30. Hell yes. I had my hot tea. I had my bath already. I had a movie on. It was I bet it was amazing. So, and then I woke up this morning at like seven, <laughs> like da, da da da, singing,
1: singing songs, <laughs> talking to the birds outside,
0: <laughs> and I will not be drinking the entire weekend. Look at you, yuck.
1: yuck, 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 yuck.
0: And that's the thing, I haven't really been drinking that much. Happy hour, turn up. Well, I, I can't handle it anymore because I don't I don't drink as much as I used to. I know. So, I mean, I don't know how much I had. I think maybe three glasses of wine, but it was enough. That's it? I, I don't, that's the problem. I don't know. I really am not sure. I just know it was an <laughs> You're uncomfortable You're like, I don't evening. even remember
1: what my tap was.
0: <laughs> I do remember that because it showed up in my bank account the next day and I was like, Mother trucker. Okay, so that's good
1: then. Oh, that's not going to work? Okay. Um, Yeah. So so. that's funny that you say that because... I'm trying... I'm being real real laid back today. (laughs) Um, It's funny that you say that because I'm going to drink tonight. I have a date tonight. And you don't drink anymore. And I don't drink. So it's like um, I have... So this was this is one kind of cool thing about Kyle the guy I dated for like 5 minutes. Yeah. Um he had the same outlook on drinking that I did. He was like if I drink it has to be an event. He's right. like I can't right. do anything the next day. Um I have to plan for it. He's like I have to have like Pedialyte and all that stuff. So I was like that's so funny cuz I'm the same exact way. Like <laughs> I already went to a vitamin shop and bought Party Aid, which is like a hangover drink. Oh, we so
0: Jessica Taylor's uh, yeah. mother-in-law, yeah. Uh, my my friend as yeah. well, brings that to parties.
1: Dude, it works. It works. Yeah, I bought four of them because I'm gonna drink one before I drink tonight tomorrow. Yeah, in the morning, and then I brought two for my date. But wish I, I would have had some of that. And then I'm gonna get some liquid Three, IV, tonight. which is also a hydrate, like something that's hydrating. And then I'll bring this, my aminos too, so that I don't have anymore. Because it's like even like, and I think. The guy that I'm going on a date with, I think he even drinks like I think he like drinks vodka soda. So it's like I will have one glass of water per drink. Yeah, and I will have the party aid, and I will have this. I call it magic water, and then like everything <laughs> else, like I because I just can't. I literally, I white girl can't when it comes to hangovers. That's yeah. why I don't drink. No, uh,
0: clearly yeah. I can't either. I, I mean, it dude, it's so uh, bad and I don't like it. Like I don't like the feeling. I don't want to do that. Like I don't, you don't like being hungover or being drunk either. Oh, either. I do not like being drunk and I do, but I do like drinking. I like having a glass of wine. I do enjoy like that. Relaxing yeah. And... Yeah. No, I like that a lot, but I do not like being drunk. I hate that feeling. I don't like going to bed that night when you're, you're spinning, spinning. and <laughs> I, I don't like that. That is just not my jam. So and hangovers. Let me tell you something. When you get older,
1: they, I know, dude. They, they last like hurt. four days. Okay, there they was literally one, hurt. There was one time when it was like a week, like a seven day process. From like the way that my face looked. You know what? This was my birthday in twenty seventeen. When did I work at Carlton? Seventeen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. My birthday, twenty seventeen. Brad and I went to Prohibition Chicken. I had not drank for probably two to three months before then. And that night we had like a couple of, we probably had like six or seven beers. And then literally I took a picture that day. And then I took a picture on Monday, which was four days later, three days later. Like my face was swollen still, puffy. My under eyes were puffy. Like it's just a whole ordeal.
0: Can you see like how puffy? I'm
1: trying to like not make you feel bad by saying anything. But you see the difference? Yes. There's a huge difference.
0: Huge, huge, huge. My, My eyes get super puffy. This is actually a great segue. So, We're going to talk about. uh, April has an an Instagram page called My Pesky Journey. And she's been on this like really ridiculous, like regimented and disciplined uh, workout. um, What do you want to call it? Situation for like the last year, whatever, um, journey for the last year. So we're going to talk about that, which is so funny that we're talking about... Drinking. Yeah, I, that was just not even planned. But she just mentioned, I don't know if you heard her, but she mentioned something about aminos sitting on the table. Um, for a visual, there is a gallon, um, like a, a milk jug sitting on the table that's full of water, and then she dumps this like blue packet, which is the aminos, mm-hmm. right? It's um, a
1: branch chain amino acids. Okay. And how many of those do you drink in a day? Just one? I drink two. Two of those, a which day. actually today I'm kind of like limiting my water because of a long story. I'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, uh, every day I drink two gallons of water. Wow, I, I feel like I probably drink close to that just because
0: all I drink is water. Yeah, water, water and wine, <laughs> water, wine and coffee. But I <laughs> it just depends on the time of day. Um, but I that's a lot. That is a huge commitment. It is a lot. So let's just. Our, should we just segue in? Yeah, let's go
1: into it, man. Let's do it.
0: So here's the things that I want to know. Um, one, your discipline is incredible. So I'd like to start with that. Um, when we first started talking about having a podcast and it being around women's issues, um, just trying to juggle everything and and balance, you know, everything that we do in life, um, what you've accomplished is sort of the epitome of that in my mind. Um, it's exactly the kind of, Topic that I wanted to to bring light to because I think so many women think I can't, I don't have time, I don't have the energy, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. So so many excuses I had those same excuses. I mean, I get up now, but you know me. Working out is not my jam. I don't enjoy it at all. I'm doing it out of pure necessity and that's it. You love it. Yeah. So I want to talk about how you find balance. Um, because she is as everybody knows now at this point a single mom. Yep. So you've got a baby, you are in sales, which is not a typical eight to five job. I mean it is, but it isn't. Right. Um, and so I just want to know how you do it all. <laughs> Gee,
1: thanks. So You're like floor. really pumping up my ego f- and that just makes me feel so much better about myself. <laughs> and don't
0: let me forget, after you answer that, yeah, I definitely wanna discuss the pictures that you put on Instagram. For sure. Um and we won't even go into it yet, but that is just incredible to me because I could never do it. Yeah. So I want to talk about that, but first talk
1: about the discipline. Okay. So, um, and a little bit of a backstory too, I used to play, so growing up, I've always played sports. My mom used to coach like my soccer team. So, you know, I've been playing soccer since I was like five. And then, um, when I was in middle school, I started playing football, like men's football on the men's football team. And from there, like that was, a uh, in seventh grade. So, and I don't really know like where it came from. I really don't. I know that I've, uh, my mom was a very like strong woman. So that was kind of like my motivator and my mom always wanted to play football in school. So to be honest, like. You know, I've always kind of had the stature Mm -hmm. that I have now, like very, like I consider myself, quote-unquote, thick, you know, like a really muscular person. I have a lot of muscle. Not
0: like a Shannon. What's your friend's uh, Shannon? Shannon Murray. Sorry, Shannon Murray. Just a teeny-weeny little thing. Right. You and I both, it doesn't matter how much weight we lose. No. We're never going to have that stature. I can never not be
1: curvy. Right. Unless I, like, starve myself, which, you know, that's not a goal. So, but, um My mom really wanted to play football in high school, like men's football. So I don't know if it was, like, my mom talking to my ear or what. And then, like, one day I'm, like, sitting in the cafeteria at school, in middle school, in seventh grade. And I, like, turn around and talk to, like, all the jocks in my school. And I was, like, just watch. Like, mark my words. I'll be out there on the field with you next year. So then all the coaches, like, swarmed me. And they're, like, so you really want to play football? Like, is this really a thing? Or you just, you know, basically are you just talking shit? So they wanted you. I don't know that they wanted me, but they knew that if there was someone who wanted to do it because there wasn't a girls' football team, they had to allow me to at least try. Gotcha. So um, Seems which was, like they would be like, no. Right, but they can't legally say that because yeah. they don't have an option. Kind of like if a boy wanted to play volleyball on the girls' volleyball team, they can't say no because there's not an option for boys to do that, which is crazy because now, in in these times, I feel like, that's becoming more of a thing. Back yeah. then, that was not a thing. Right. That was not a thing at all. So, um, the coaches like came up to me and they started talking to me about it. And um, then there was like this whole scheduling snafu on whether or not when I was going to be able to do it, where I was going to change my clothes, all that stuff. Right. Right. So, long story short, I did that from seventh grade until the end of my ninth grade year. So I played. I started on both offensive and defense in football, and uh, I went through off season in seventh grade. So I off season basically just means like running drills, doing a lot of cardio and lifting weights. So I felt comfortable in the weight room since seventh grade and that's 13 years old for me. Right. So for a lot of women, I have to take into consideration that like they're not comfortable in the weight room because they don't have that experience. So for me, I've kind of carried that whole attitude and drive and and comfort Throughout my adult life, so this is something to talk about. Then, um, maybe not now, but maybe you know later
0: in in the conversation. Yeah. But we, does it start at home? Does it start when you're young? You know, because I have zero interest in sports. I have zero interest in working out. But I was never. I wasn't raised in a family where that was. A thing, right. right? Your mom was coaching your your games or your teams, and like that just wasn't my world. Yeah. So I wonder if that's where it all begins, or do people have this innate sort of drive or desire? Is the
1: combination? I don't know. It's kind of an that's interesting. That's a good thing. question because I like uh, m- my boss talks a lot about like um, hiring athletes, and I've heard a lot of things about people hiring athletes because they have that kind of like discipline, drive. Mm-hmm. yeah, and discipline and um, the. Not, I don't want to say eagerness, but the, um, the motivation that they can always be better. Yeah. So, but I don't, I don't know if it starts at home because even though we were always like quote unquote athletes, my mom was always an athlete and she knew that like physical exercise and, and being physical and getting that out. Right. She didn't know the science behind it, but she knew that it was like good for us. Yeah. Right. Cause it's like, get all your energy out, go play soccer, go play sports, go outside, go do whatever. Because when you're physical, it, it, it works for everything else. Like your sleep cycles yeah. and stuff like that. Just basic stuff. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, even learning, they say kids that are active right. um, and participate in sports yeah. typically do better in school as well. Um, because there is, it stimulates something in the brain.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I can't speak to yeah. it because that's how I grew up. Yeah. But, it makes sense. Um, but, yeah, so you know I did that all throughout seventh through ninth grade, and then after ninth grade, I played soccer in high school and then whatever. but, um, I've always been very comfortable in the weight room and 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 lifting weights for me became like I felt so comfortable like in the weight room with those guys because I was strong, and I was strong from genetics, yeah, yeah. like I just had that body that build, you know and It's just something that's always kind of like lit a fire in me and I I don't know. So I'm more curious about, you know, I love that you're comfortable in
0: a weight room. I don't have a clue what to do in a weight room. Um, I think through orange theory, I'm learning a little bit more, yeah. um, but that does not mean that I'm going to go join a gym like you're in right. and stand alongside a bunch of men and, and do what I've learned. No way. Yeah. But I'm more cons- not concerned. I'm more interested in your schedule and your discipline around your schedule. So the fact that, you know, you get up at, why don't you do that? Walk us through yeah. kind of a day in the life yeah. of ap- April
1: Melton, like what time you get up up and what time you go to bed yeah. and what happens in between for sure and i wanted to say too that <clears throat> this has kind of been something that's that's never really stopped for me so it started at 13 and granted it's ebbed and it's ebbed and flowed right you know when i was like 18 19 i was really hard into working out and then you know i turned 21 so it hasn't been and, like a consistent thing. right it hasn't been you know because i'm 31 so since 13 what is that like 19 years or something is that, is that right? Or is that wrong? Okay. I'm going to go with it. I'm, I'm not, not like, doing math, math in my head right what? now. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, it's always been something that's there, even though it's like come in waves. Like when I was 18, 19, 20, I was very into fitness and then, you know, I turned 21 and the coolest thing to do is party and right. whatever. And then, um, you know, then I met my, then I, at like 20 after I had my baby, after I had Sally at like 22, yeah. then it was like since 22. So now this journey for me has been 10 years long. Gotcha. Um, but I, I'm i very much of the mindset and also like, the again, with the basic stuff, like I know that if I do not work out, I am not functioning on all cylinders. Yeah. Like So for me, making sure that going to the gym and, and, and working out, whether that be lifting weights or cardio – it's a necessity. Like I can't not do it. I love, I admire
0: that. My husband is the same way. Yeah. If he doesn't go to the gym, his entire schedule is thrown off. It is. I've been going for three months now. Um, and I can tell you, I do not have that. <laughs> the, I, not even a little bit, yeah. like literally this is my mindset in the car on my way there. And granted it's freaking four fifteen in the morning. Right. But even when it was after work, I was going at six 30 for a while whether it's in the morning or in the afternoon, the entire time, I'm thinking... I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to I don't do want to go. I don't want to be here. Oh, my but, God.
1: Please, can I get a flat tire so I don't have to go? Sir,
0: no, I, you, you <laughs> laugh, but yes, I the whole time, I'm, I'm talking myself into it. And there's, Shapiro, get your get your shit together. Just get there. Just go. Just go. Once I have you walk in the door, mental talk, you can do it. And here's the thing. So once I get there, everybody says, once you get there, you're going to be fine. Once the class starts, you're going to... Nope. The entire time you're cursing them the whole time I am looking at the clock <laughs> I am watching the clock and now the good thing is this is a regimented thing yeah. so I can watch the clock and still get my workout because yeah. they're telling me what to do I mean everything is very, very regimented, right? Which is exactly what I need. Yeah. Otherwise I'd be there ten minutes and go home. Yeah. Or wouldn't go
1: at all. Or go sit in the sauna and read a book.
0: Oh, I love doing that. <laughs>
1: so yeah, that that's my jam. Um,
0: but yeah, so the whole time I'm thinking, I'm watching the clock, I'm like, uh, five minutes more on the treadmill. Oh my gosh. So not one and this has been a whole quarter of doing this and I still don't have that feeling. Yeah. I really legitimately do not think I ever will because I don't like doing it. Yeah. The only reason I'm doing it is because I'm getting older and I'm concerned about my skeletal, like my, my bones and like my muscles, because we start to lose bone mass and yep. we start our muscle, you know, whatever you want to call what What's that called? Like our muscles start to get weaker and I don't,
1: your muscles start to atrophy.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I don't, I don't want that. Right. So, right. and f- sure for weight loss too, but honestly I haven't lost a pound. Right. So, but my clothes do fit better. But anyway, my point With all of that, was I love that about you? I love that about Brad. I love that about people that their whole day is thrown off. Yeah, if they don't get it,
1: I want that. I know it's really hard. It's and it's a lot. It's really easy for people to say like, um, you know, pretty much anybody in fitness they'll be like, you know, if you don't if you don't do it, like you know you're going to feel so much better afterwards or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like you can't make people have that. Yeah, and it's funny too that I find like younger women. Who don't work out. And even if they're like curvy or not or whatever, like I have this friend who's uh, 26, and I thought she was a little bit older. And she doesn't work out. She's like, oh, you know, I just kind of like eat low carb and whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're 26. Like mm-hmm. once you hit a certain age. Yeah, about 38. Yeah, you're like, okay, if I don't start doing something, I'm mm-hmm. going to lose this shit. Like mm-hmm. or I'm either going to get really fat or yep. like I'm just going to. Yeah, soft. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't. I, and that's the, the hardest part for me is that like I, I don't know that I can explain it. But I know that if if I don't do it, then I'm. I can't be the best person that I can be. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So, what time do you wake up in the morning? Okay. So, typically, my schedule is um, I wake up at 4 30 and then I do cardio, which, you know, three weeks out of the month I have Chloe. So, that means I get up out of bed and I, t- and she knows this too. So, if she ever needs to find me, she just walks outside. But I run up and down the stairs right outside of my apartment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I live on the third floor. So, I can just run up, down, the st- run up the stairs, run down the stairs. You know run over and then down and up the same ones so right. right outside my door yeah so i do that and then you know i take a shower get ready for work what take- do what your neighbors think they probably think i'm boom, crazy boom,
0: boom 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 at 4 30 in the morning they're like uh, oh they it's probably her again I'm, crazy.
1: <laughs> probably. I'm gonna go with annoying yeah and then and then there's always the times where like because everybody leaves their trash outside so the raccoons come oh my gosh there's a- <laughs> Sometimes I'll see the trash pandas just waiting for me and I'm like, Oh my god, but their little hands, it's so creepy. But um so I do that. Oh my god. dude, their hands, they have hands. I know. Hands. And they do this like little it's like creepy like finger flitter oh thing. My god. So yeah, do that, get ready for work, go to work. And then once I get off from work, um I go pick up Chloe and then like in another good thing, like What time do you go to work? Eight? I have to be there at eight 30. Okay. So I have plenty of time, but, um, like I'll, I've made such a positive impact on Chloe that like she wants to wear gym clothes to the oh gym. Oh my
0: gosh. By the way, that's adorable. If anybody hasn't seen the my pesky journey, Instagram page, you need to go see it. Cause there, are there some of those on there? Yes. Oh my gosh. April, her daughter will pose with her oh and gosh. they'll wear like, like outfits.
1: It is the <laughs> most adorable thing. She's the best. She is. She's so awesome. <laughs> and she doesn't break character when we pose. Like Oh no. She's voguing. Uh-huh. Like it's not like a smile or a right. smirk it's- or anything. She's serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um I'll pick her up from school. I have to bring her quote unquote gym clothes. Yes. Because we have to change into our leggings and our tank top to right. be just like mom. Yes. And then um, she goes to the kids' club while I work out, and I work out anywhere from, you know, normally i get there at, like, 5.30, and I'll work out for, like, an hour and a half, or sometimes if I can get it in two hours. If I get there early, I can get in there for two hours. Um, and then I go home, I make dinner, uh, we take showers, and then we go to bed by, like, eight thirty, nine o'clock at the latest, and then I start all over again. Mm-hmm. So if if I had the ability, kind of like when I used to work, when we used to work, together I would work out at lunch oh that's right that we had the gym on site yeah that way I could just go home after but yeah. that's not an option which is totally fine she loves going to the kids club and like the biggest thing for me too is like when people say that they don't have time it's like what do you what do you not have time for right you know like what do you not do you have time to get sick do you have time to like to get diabetes, mm-hmm. do you have time to have um, metabolic syndrome. Like right. you don't have time for that either.
0: Well, and that's the thing. I do. I have learned too. Like going, you know, my alarm goes off at three fifty-five, and you know, I'm in the car by four fifteen. That hurts my soul. I know it hurts mine too. <laughs> believe me. Um, but three fifty-five. But my point is this: if you want it bad enough, you'll find the time. You'll squeeze it in. It might not be at a conducive hour to the average human. Right, but you will you'll find the time. Yep. You know whether that's going to be between the hours of 5 and 7 a.m. or whether that's going to be, you know, af, dr- directly after work or right. you have to pick 7 p.m. Right, right, right. But I can tell you for years. Years I made excuses, but did I get out of bed at 5 a.m. when I was making those excuses? Yes. No. You didn't. No. But you've done you've gotten out of bed at 5 a.m. No. like as an adult now, right? No, just for the last maybe 6 years or so. <laughs> Um yeah, but when my, 6 years. But when my kids were little, yeah. like oh, my kids true. have been out of the house for a good let's about See that. Taylor's 25. Yeah, so about that. she's been out of the house for 7 years now. Okay. Crazy. Right. And Kylie's been out for 4 years now. So you know the the when they were little, no. Yeah. And I've always worked long, long hours. So I would come home at seven and then we'd have to work on homework and then we'd have to do, you know, dinner. Maybe I'd get home at six, whatever, but it still was a long day. And by the time we wrapped up the day, I just wanted to go to bed and there was no way my alarm clock was going to go off at 5am. No way. You know, 6am. Sure. But not
1: five. And even like when, but when you, that was an excuse, by the way, (laughs) that I was making for myself all those years. Right. But even when like you and I worked together, there were some, you know, I would still wake up at five o'clock in the morning and go do cardio before. And some nights I wasn't going to bed till 11. So it was like six hours of sleep. And now I'm so much happier because I mean, for an amalgam of reasons, but like for the most part, it's because I can go to bed at eight 30 or nine o'clock and wake up at four 30 and go do that stuff. And then I even maybe have like a window of like 30 minutes where I can get the shit done that I didn't get done the night before, like dishes or laundry or whatever. And I have this like beautiful, time that's just to myself that I can like throw on a podcast or listen to an audio book and like get those things done. While I do Chloe love that sleeps. too. God. I do love that as oh well. Oh my God.
0: So you're up at, what'd you say, four thirty and then you go to bed about eight thirty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the weekends are just for you and Chloe. Yeah. Hundred percent dedicated to the two of you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So that's another thing. It's like when we feel guilty, um, like we're not dedicating enough time, you know, to to parenting, or to to Chloe, or I say we, you,
1: um, you know that come the weekend, it's one hundred percent about her. Yeah, for sure. And like, I've I've had to really kind of work on, which I know this was probably an issue for you too. I've had to really work on like being such a control freak when it comes to everything, yeah. and allowing my toddler to help me do things. Well, and I didn't.
0: It was after looking back, right? Thinking I could have done that better. I could have done that parenting thing. Better, yeah. Because we think, okay, if I do it myself, number one, it'll be done right, yeah. and two, I could just to get it done faster. Yep. But the problem is, we're not teaching them responsibility, right? And we're kind of creating little princesses who don't. And my kids are not. I don't want to paint the picture that they're little princesses. They're yeah. not. But I do think I kind of impacted them from a like trusting themselves to do things right, exactly.
1: Because I would or allowing roll. them, yeah, allowing them to make mistakes, yeah, and that be okay, and then they figure it out. Yeah. How to do it? You Instead, know? it was a because I
0: was always full steam ahead, five hundred miles an hour. I know, man. It's like if you you know just get out, just let me do it, just let me do it. Well, that teaches that conditions them to feel like they can't do it right, and, and so they don't even want to try. Yeah, we we're almost like teaching them like, well, just don't even try it because it's not, not going to be right. And exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's good. I like that you're
1: getting her involved and and helping, and she's responsible for. Yeah. Doing her and it's like you know making making sure that I have number one I'm making and this is not me being preachy this is just things that I've learned along the way right because my kid is four yeah but I'm 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 setting a good example for my daughter Mm -hmm. because I'm putting my health as a priority so I'm making sure that like working out and showing her and I mean like my kid does like the flex with her Mm -hmm. arms you know (laughs) she's like she's like mom look at these muscles and I'm like yeah man you're so strong like. And I'm, I'm making a positive impact on her there, right? And she knows that, like, we, quote, unquote, live in the gym. Like, we're always at the gym. So when she gets to the age of where she wants to work out with me, mm-hmm. that's not going to be something that's new for her or foreign. It'll be something that, like, oh, mom, like, I'm genuinely interested in this because this is what you're doing. So I'm making an impact there. I, I love it. And then, like, you know, with... um. You know, making sure that I I relish every moment that we have together because, yes, our schedules are hectic. We're always going. We're always doing stuff. I mean, this morning I woke up at 6 o'clock so that I could, you know, again, get the dishes done, do a little bit of laundry, clean up, have a moment to myself before I'm parenting. Right. And then she wakes up and, like, that because I made that a priority, which is funny because I did, like, a Snapchat story about this the other day. Yeah. Like, once I made... My mental sanity, a priority this morning, just this morning, not even every other day, but it's like, because I did that for myself, then I get to be the best mom that I can yeah, be. Yeah, you're not so frustrated. No, you're so not waking
0: I... up with dishes in the sink at the same time she's waking up. And right. So,
1: yeah. yeah. You're all in as a parent yes. when she's finally up. Yeah. So then at, that. at like, you know, 7 30 or something or 7 15, when I go to wake her up, I'm just like, good morning, beautiful. Yeah. I love you. And then I'm like tickling her and we're laughing and whatever. And it's just like, it's it's making sure that I can I show up in every moment the best mom that I can be and I know that without the gym or without a regimen to diet or you know if I was hungover every day like I would not be that person. Well, and what's interesting to me what you just
0: said so when you were first talking about your schedule and you're in the gym for two hours. And then you get home. There, I'm not going to deny that there was a fleeting moment in my head that thought, "Oh my God, like poor Chloe." But uh, hold on, I'm going to talk about that because yeah. it's not poor Chloe. So I was like, "Oh, poor Chloe!" Like I can't even imagine like being in daycare all day, and then you have to go to the gym for two hours, and then you get home, and it's like an hour and a half with your mom, and then you got to go to bed. Yep. But then you said, "I'm I'm such a good influence because she's going to know how to be healthy. She's going to know how to eat right." And then I, while you were talking, you know how my brain works. I shifted to. Wow. Think about the family that picks their kid up from daycare. They come home, they're not healthy. They're not eating healthy. They're not exercising. So we all know how that impacts our brain and the way that we operate on a day-to-day basis. So you can't deny it. Right. It's like statistically proven. Yeah. So you get home. You're frustrated because you're making dinner. You're frustrated because, you know, for whatever reason, right? And kids go and either watch TV, mm-hmm. not with you, Mm-mm. right? You're doing other things. Mm-hmm. So the kids go sit down in front of the TV or they go up in their room and they shut the door and they kind of hold up in there. And you are actually even though she might be at, at the, the gym for those couple of hours, yeah. you're engaging and you're teaching her such great, um, habits. Yeah. She ha- she knows that she has to schedule her day. Right. She knows that already yeah. at the age of four. Yeah. She knows what eating right looks like. Yeah. She knows what being active looks like. And she is going to by you know, by watching you know how impactful that is because you're going to operate differently than a lot of her friends' parents. Yeah. Just the energy
1: that you have. And don't get me wrong. It's not like I don't compare myself to them all the time because that's just what I do. But well, it's that's like, what women do. I know. And it's not that their way is wrong. It's not
0: that your way is wrong. Everybody has their way. Yeah. So I was just, I was thinking like, oh my gosh, is that really the right thing? And then I'm like, yeah, I shouldn't say yes. It's just another way of right. Right. And it's the right thing for us. It's the right thing for you. Yeah. Perfect. Right. Yeah.
1: So everybody's got their way yeah. and there's negatives and positives To both. And to be fair, like, yes, yeah, you know, my kid goes to school all day. You know, I drop my kid off just before I go to work. So I'm dropping her off anywhere from 7.30 to 8 o'clock. So, you know, she's there from 8 o'clock till 5. She's 8 to 5, right, yep. at school. And then when we go to the gym, she's there for another hour and a half. But to be fair, it's like she goes to school all day. She's learning, playing, napping, eating, whatever, right? right, right. But then when she goes to the gym, she gets to blow off all of her steam from school. Yeah. So that when she yeah, comes... Yeah, because it's not like this sit-down in
0: color. No. It's like crazy it chaos. Is- if anybody's ever seen a kid's gym, <laughs> it is
1: like... <laughs> It's Everybody's a jungle gym, it slides, and yeah. you have to do whatever you want, so yeah. she gets to, like, while I'm blowing off steam, She's being Chloe's active. blowing off steam. Yeah. yeah. So then that when we come together, we're both at a healthy place. And another thing I was going to say about the gym is, you know, as a parent, I know what it's like to be overworked, underslept, stressed out, and then what do you do? The first thing you do when your kid wants something or starts whining or crying, you, you give snap. It you snap. Or you just give it and give it to them. Yeah. So it's like, and... and even just the past couple of days, I've noticed that, you know, when Chloe gets upset or angry, I don't know where she learned this from, probably from me, but it's like she grunts and she gets really angry and she's like, oh, and I'm like, I would really appreciate it if you didn't do that. I would really appreciate it if you could find another way to let out your frustrations. And if I didn't work out, if I didn't do cardio, like right. if I didn't get, elevate my heart rate so that my heart rate wouldn't elevate when I, when I'm in situations like that with my toddler, I would lose my shit on her all the time. So, and guess what? I did.
0: Right. Like looking back, like I did lose it. Like the littlest things would make me snap over the edge because I never, like I wasn't letting off steam anywhere other than
1: with them when they would frustrate me. Right. And that's like just one thing that I've noticed from, working out another benefit that i've found from working out and getting my heart rate up and releasing adrenaline and releasing all those hormones and producing more dopamine and serotonin so that i am happier afterwards that i I become a better parent from doing that yeah i love it all encompassing and chloe's a happy kid dude my kid is she is she's not just happy she's
0: funny like she's she has this Huge personality. She's always sweet. Like, every time I see her, she's just like... She doesn't come across as a kid that is lacking in anything, right? Right. right. She. You can tell she's incredibly loved. You can tell she knows she's incredibly loved. She just seems very centered, For a four-year-old, yeah. Like I mean, for a four-year-old, for a four-year-old,
1: yeah. I mean, mean, I've never seen her throw a tantrum once. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, we actually, her dad and I had a conversation yesterday about like the makeup and stuff, Yeah. and I wanted to kind of get your perspective on that. I know we're kind of going off on a tangent, but like he thinks you shouldn't. Yeah, and the way I feel about it, right? And I, the way I feel about it is, I feel like it's it's a form of self-expression, and I would be a hypocrite. If I spent 45 minutes on my face every morning and then I turn around and tell my daughter that she can't do the same thing. Well, I disagree with that. Not 45 minutes, but... Well, no, no, no. But I I disagree with that.
0: Um, I do think as an adult, there are many, many things that you can spend hours doing that she can't do just for the sheer fact that it's it's not age appropriate. True. So I don't agree with that um, justification of it. Right. But I definitely do not have a problem with little kids wearing makeup. And I think it's silly when, when... when people are concerned that it's going to channel some kind of bad behavior or something. And first of all, let's, let's talk about Chloe wearing makeup. It's lipstick. Like, it's not like she's showing up in full face.
1: Like (laughs) she puts on literally (laughs) lipstick. So it's like, she watches me, you know, if she wakes up in time enough to see me do my makeup and you know me, I told you like my, my makeup process is like a 40 step process. Right. She puts on, she has a blush. Yeah. A lipstick and some glitter. Oh, she does have blush. Here, here's the, the where I would be,
0: my concern. Yeah. At this age right now, none at all. Because right now, it's cute. Right. Where it can become an issue is 9, 10, 11. Where, frankly, I do think that's just too dang young to be wearing makeup. Right. Now, that doesn't mean a little glitter on your eyes and a little lip gloss is not it's right. a big deal. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. But blush and, like, all of that, you know... It can be, um, where they start to think that they're a little bit older and more mature than they really are. Yeah. And that is giving them that sort of false sense of maturity. Yeah. So that's where I would be concerned right now. It's so innocent and it's not a big deal. But then your husband or ex-husband, sorry, I do see where he's kind of thinking forward and more concerned about, okay, but yeah, cute today. Right. But is it cute at 12? Right. And I think kids do wear a little makeup at 12 now, but like, you know, nine, probably not appropriate. And if she goes to school and she's wearing makeup, she will be in the minority, most likely, I would assume. She's in the minority now.
1: She wants to wear lipstick to school now. Oh, that's adorable.
0: I know. It it, it, is. It's it's adorable. It's adorable. And then I feel
1: like, I feel like even, uh, I feel like it's. You can look at it one of two ways. Yeah. It can be inappropriate because that's I think that's the the route that her dad is taking is yeah. that it's inappropriate. He's like, I don't want her looking like she's dressed up as a china doll. And I'm like, okay, I, like I get that part. But the other the other part is like she's four years old, and we have to support her in the things that she likes right now, as opposed to giving her um like um not a faux pas, but giving her um what is that word that I'm looking for? Giving her. Um, a complex about wanting to be like the adult women in her life, right? Like me and her But nana. it has to be age appropriate too. Right. And it's not, same I mean, time. I'm not putting on, I'm not putting on eyeliner, or mascara or yeah, any yeah, of that yeah. stuff. But to be fair, she's looking at her mom and her grandmother and saying, I want to be like you. Well, but there's a lot of things that you and yeah, grandma but-
0: do that she want, may at some point want to do. So you've got to kind of set the boundary and the expectation that along this path of childhood, there are going to be things that you're going to want to do to right. be like us, but the time isn't right. You'll get your time drinking, right? Just because you and your your mom sit down and have a glass of wine, right. doesn't mean you can pass one to Chloe today or at 10 or at 15. Right. So you're almost like setting the expectation that, I get it, honeybody. But bunny, then, but, and,
1: but then with, with like alcohol, there's science that backs that up. You know what I mean? With makeup, where's the science?
0: Well I don't you know, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't done any research. I don't I don't know if there's any if it's impactful at all. Yeah. My kids wore makeup. I mean they, they didn't wear it like Every day or anything, no. but certainly, like on Saturdays, like even to the mall, I didn't care if they weren't in public. It was so That's funny. How I too. But to, there's about ba- there was boundaries around it, right? right? Like you're not wearing makeup to school. Right. You're not wearing makeup to church. Right. You're not going to wear makeup. You know. I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to think of other occasions. Does but... that
1: come from like the sexualization of young women from no, wearing makeup? Or... For me,
0: it was more about protecting the innocence um, and and breaking out those different age. Um, I want to say... Uh,
1: like rites of passage? So,
0: yeah, it's a rite of passage, right? Okay. And, and so if we introduce certain rites of passage...
1: Too soon. too soon.
0: then you kind of rob them of that excitement. There's okay. nothing left for them. It's almost like kids who get anything and everything they want. Yeah. It's not the same they didn't thing, have to work for it. Yeah, But when they're when they're given every single thing that they want, at some point they run out of things to be excited about. So yep. when just like a kid at 16 getting a brand new car. I have never ever approved of that because you just robbed that person of turning 21, 22, 23, 30, whatever, and going out and buying their own very first new car yeah. on their own. And the appreciation. They 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 don't have that same sense of appreciation and sense of, like, look what I did for me by myself. Because when they were 16 years old, their parents handed them a brand new car. Exactly. So I just... I do think there should be certain rites of passage and things that should be sort of age appropriate and protected yeah. until they get to an age where it makes sense and you can almost unveil this new, look what you get to do now. Okay. Um, That's fair. But does that mean that kids shouldn't play in makeup? No, I, I'm not. My kids did too. Right. But I would I would put boundaries around it. Yeah. So you let her wear it, but there's certain places where it's okay and there's certain places where it's not. Yeah. Until you hit a certain age. Yeah. Because of what we were talking about. Like you, we can say like, she's watching you and your mom, which makes sense, but there's a million things that you and your mom are going to do that she cannot do right now.
1: That's true. And I don't really like, obviously like I'm not going to hand my kid a glass of wine. I don't even drink wine, but you know what (laughs) I mean? Like I feel like those things that makes sense, but for makeup, I just don't know where I stand yet. I think it's just sort of a, um, more of a, what's the word
0: I'm looking for? Um, just setting that expectation. Makeup is just is just sort of the the avenue or the the oh, example. It's it. it's just it's not that there's anything wrong with that specific. Makeup thing. is the variable,
1: the yes. lesson is the control. It's the
0: lesson. Yes. It's right. the lesson around um, or the reasoning behind it, got it that's gonna lead to those other things. That's got all.
1: It. That that's just my opinion though. Yeah. I mean everybody's got their own opinion. No, I agree. And I, I well, and I'm kinda like the kind of person who likes to get a. Uh, you know, an amalgam of opinions. Right. And then from there, I kind of make my own decision. Yeah, exactly. I, I like getting other people's perspectives. Cause I like to hear like what, what they would think about it. And then from there I can make my own. I
0: do actually, I do the same thing. So, so anyway, I'm... I want to get back to, yes. um, and
1: your mom, you said your mom had some questions. Yeah, She was
0: something. asking me this morning about, um, blood work, like because you were on the, uh, carnivore diet. The carnivore diet. We,
1: everybody's asking me about blood work. All meat. <laughs> and when she asked me that, I'm like, why would she get blood work? Cholesterol. Because no. everybody's so concerned about my cholesterol. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Well, before we go to that, though,
1: mm-hmm. I want to talk about...
0: The, we mentioned earlier about how you take pictures. So I want everybody who's listening to this to go to My Pesky Journey and follow that page. I mean, everybody, follow that page. It. Every time I see you, April... In your underwear, literally in front <laughs> or of the, a bathing suit, yeah, or whatever it is it does i mean you're it, it's not even a sex there is nothing sexual about these pictures at all, yeah the pose is not sexual, it is literally look at my progress, period yeah, and that is how that's my perspective on it always I am in in, in awe every single time I see it because I have never been the person who could put myself out there like that. And even watching you do it and being so proud of you, um, I still can't do it. There's yeah. no way in the world I would be able to do it. So I'm, I just, I admire you for that. I think it's incredible. I think that the, what you're setting, the, um, example that you're setting for Chloe above all of the other things you're doing, which are incredible, right? Above all of them, that is the most, um, influential because you're going to raise a daughter who loves her image because that's what you're creating in front of her. Even if in your head, you don't love your image. There's no way in the world for her to know that because you're putting it out there for everyone to see.
1: And I just think that is so huge. Yeah. That's the biggest thing that's so... When I first started, so, you know, I I kind of went back and forth and debated on whether or not I was going to put pictures like that on my personal Instagram because my personal Instagram has always been, you know, being Chloe or whatever, some fitness stuff or whatever. So I was like, all right, do I take the avenue that I just use my my personal page for this fitness stuff or do I just keep my personal page, which is kind of like my personal life, you know, just me and Chloe. And And did you do that or do you now put it on both? So I... That's why I created a new Instagram. Oh, okay. That's why I made my pesky journey. And initially it was because I was trying the pescatarian diet. And then I was like, you know what, from there, I'm just going to put all my gym stuff on there and whatever. And I mean, I've changed diets like 17 times since I started the Instagram page, but, um, which I started it in April of this year, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I have like a thousand followers, which is cool. Yeah. But, um, So my, my mindset behind it, I guess, was kind of like, because, you know, I'm getting my certified, my personal training certification because I want to help more women feel more comfortable in the weight room and feel more comfortable about their bodies. And you're going to offer online training, right? When you get there. Yes. And I actually, I'm I'm already offering it now. Um, It's very preliminary and it's kind of like, not necessarily pro bono, but at a very discounted rate because these are my first couple of clients, like Nicole. Oh, right, right. Nicole is one of my clients and then um, I have another girl that wants me to, train her too. And I've had a lot of uh, inquiries. That's why I started getting my certification because a lot of people were like, I want you to help me do this. Well, and what you're the value that you're going to add is it's the the been there, done that it's
0: not some super fit you are now, but it's not like this super fit, super thin model type person who's probably never been overweight a day in their life training you. Yeah. You are like, Look, girlfriend, I've been there. I remember <laughs> what it was like and what it felt like, and yeah. this is how I got to where I am today. Are you comfortable
1: sharing your um, your weight from before and your weight now? Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah, it's all over my Instagram too. Oh, okay. Um, so basically I had a kid when I was 21. And from there, you know, I was right around 150 back then before I got pregnant. And then with her, I got up to 190. Okay. So then after her, it took me about a year to lose that weight. And then I got back down to it, just, you know, lifting weights, doing cardio, eating, watching what I was eating. And then, you know, I got married and you kind of go in and out. We moved a bunch of times, but I kept going to the gym. Even if I wasn't eating right, I was always going to the gym. And then with Chloe, um, I was in North Dakota. I was all by myself. I was... Miserable, like I was, you know, morning sickness, everything. Right? right. I got up to two forty with Chloe. 240? 240 now, that's pounds while pregnant. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it didn't go away. Mm. I was breastfeeding, and my body is just that kind of body that didn't that did not let go of any weight when I was nursing. So what what did you weigh like right after you had her? Two forty. Oh, oh, even after you had it her, didn't you weigh. It didn't move. And I looked And like, how tall are you? 5'5"? Five, 5'5". Five? Five, five. Yeah. So 240, like 250, 5'5". Five, five, <laughs> five. Like, it was not a joke, and I was miserable. Yeah. Like, And it's funny because I'm actually going to post a picture today because I'm feeling kind of down on myself because of this week, but um, I'm going to post a side-by-side picture today about, like, where I was back then and yeah. then versus now. And I don't think I've ever seen a picture of you back then. Man, I'll show you. It wow. was bad. It was bad, and I was so sad, and I just remember being there and just being, like... I was that fat girl who was going to the gym and where I had been 150 before. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and I was, and I was fit before I got pregnant with Chloe. And what happened? I mean, I was in a new state. I had been working two jobs bartending, but you know, nobody liked a pregnant bartender. So I quit my jobs and I didn't really need to work back then. I just did it to be busy. Right. And we lived in North Dakota. So it was like, what, <laughs> what the hell else am I going to do? Right. You know? So I had two jobs. So then I quit all my jobs and I'm just staying at home and. You know, I was just so sad. I wasn't near any of my family. My husband was gone all the time. So what did I do? I ate. I ate yeah. and I watched TV. Yep. And and I got up to 240. And it took me, you know, I, I did, yeah, I was probably around 240 to, the 220 to 240 range for a year and a half after Chloe was born. Because that's as long as I breastfed. Wow. I breastfed until she was like 15 months old. And then after, immediately after that, I did the HCG diet. Which you inject yourself with HCG. Oh, I remember that. That was yeah. a big deal like ten years ago. Yeah, and I did that, and then um, I immediately lost forty pounds in forty days. So that was like my kickstart, right? Okay. And then I was at two hundred, and then from there, I've I've kind of I've still been. My kid's four, yeah. so for three years I've been battling and going up and down because it's not just about working out; it's all about your diet. Like yeah. You can lose weight on your diet if you're not working out, but it's the unison. Yeah, you know, both of them the relationship between the both of them. So what do you weigh now? Right now I'm at 180. And you're probably... you you
0: don't look 180 and i think that's because of the muscle yeah for sure like you're very very muscular dense you you posted something yesterday and i was like brad oh my god look at her like you
1: you're starting to look like a bodybuilder right is is, that what you're going for no oh (laughs) which is crazy because i'm like god how does this keep happening and i think it's from the carnivore diet because it's so much it's so much well and the weights it's it's the weight well for sure yeah. yeah but it's like you know, but to be fair, I mean you know, back when I posted those first pictures where you you were probably talking about where I did the side by side of my underwear. Uh-huh, yeah. I was lifting weights then too. Yeah. It's the amount of protein, amount of quality protein in the vitamins and nutrients that I'm getting from eating just red meat right gotcha. now. Okay. It's helping with the quote unquote gains. That's what they call it in the bodybuilding community. Uh. And it's like and it is what I want, but it's not what I want. So I'm having to like tweak and reevaluate and make sure that I'm going down the path that I want to, because yeah, I mean, there was a picture that I posted a couple days ago. I looked at myself and I was like, Holy shit. Like, look at your muscles. I have
0: your back. Like there's a few that you've posted um, of your back and then your arms and every in your legs. Oh my gosh. So you are starting to look like a bodybuilder. Like, I don't know if you ever wanted to like, and you just said no, but I want to consider that. You've got a great
1: body for it. I mean I would I the, the only issue okay. And then I'll talk I'll talk about my diet after this too, but the only issue that I have with like competing competitively, like bodybuilding competitively, is like the the mental game. Oh. So I'm in this I'm in this, I work out, I lift weights because I love it and I need it for my mental health. The 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 relationship that you have with food and your body when you go through a bodybuilding competition completely it just fucks up your whole relationship with food yeah and that's why i got on i started doing the carnivore diet so um when i first started my pesky journey i was on the pescatarian diet and i was just trying it out to see if my body like how my body would react and i've done so many i've done every single diet i've done weight watchers i've done pescatarian i've done atkins i've done everything me too keto i've done everything yeah up So, and I was listening to a podcast with Dr. Sean Baker, and then I listened to another one with Michaela Peterson, which is Jordan Peterson's daughter. Oh, okay. And they both talked at length for three hours about this diet, right? And I was like... The carnivore. The carnivore diet. And I was like, man, like... But that's no veggies. No... No. Just meat. It's meat. Just meat. And salt and water. Wow, it just like, sounds so unhealthy, doesn't it? It does sound unhealthy, right? It sounds insane. But if you think about it, like, basically the, some of the points that they were making is that um, humans, like, oh, for history, like our lives, right? Yeah, right. Um, we've eaten meat, yeah, right? We've chased down animals, we've killed them, we eat them, we, you know, brawl, you know, all that stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and... For me, it wasn't even so much – so Dr. Sean Baker, he's an orthopedic surgeon – Who uh, lost his license because he started advising people on diet and nutrition versus medication. Oh. So basically, like, the pharmaceutical companies found out that he was doing that, and they were like, you need to take his license away. So he's still fighting to get it back, but he's kind of been, like, the one to um, bring this diet to light, right? And I follow him on Instagram. I follow Michaela Peterson on Instagram, and the reason why Michaela Peterson did this diet was because she was suffering from major depression and an autoimmune disease, so so she's like i'm going to do this as an elimination diet to see oh right i'll take things away see what kind of reactions i have dr um or yeah jordan peterson he did it as an elimination diet too because he had an autoimmune disease and he had severe depression so he was like literally i think for 12 years he was in bed like he couldn't get out of bed like it was a wow i don't i don't even know <laughs> what it was but anyway so I was listening to these podcasts and I'm like, okay, like, okay. And I'm like indoctrinating myself with all this information. And I'm like, okay, do I do this? And I'm like, you've fucking done everything else. Why not do this too? You know? And I can tell you that since I've started this diet, so I kind of do like a modified version and I've been in like Facebook groups and just learning and reading. Cause I'm just, I'm so thirsty and hungry for right. knowledge all the time, but I'm listening to what other people are doing and I've kind of like adapted it um to myself and and it's a learning process every single day, right? But for the most part, um I do bulletproof coffee, which is again the butter and coconut oil in my coffee every morning. Uh, yeah. And it's um but it's like a steady stream of energy because it's fat. Your body's burning fat for energy kind of like keto, right? Right. And then I f- I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, the keto thing. Yeah. And we'll like I fast pretty much fast All morning until I break my fast at like noon. And then I'll eat like either some chuck roast that I have prepared or a hamburger patty or like two, like half a pound of beef or a pound of beef. It just depends on how hungry I am that day. And then I won't eat again until dinner, which is the same thing. I eat either chuck roast, a ribeye or hamburger patties. And is it hard
0: um feeding Chloe fun things and then you <laughs> you have to watch her eat all these like stuff you really want to just stick in your face. <laughs> it is
1: hard, but what I've noticed too just on my daughter's own accord that she wants to eat beef with me. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm because sure. Because it's satisfying. But uh, she's she's got probably veggies oh, and stuff. Oh, sure. She gets broccoli, she gets yeah. steamed carrots, she gets macaroni cheese, like, she gets chicken I nuggets. And in, initially, I was So it's been about 65-70 days for me. Mm. And initially, yes. But now, no. Okay. Like, I have zero cravings anymore. Well,
0: it's like bread. I gave up bread, like, however long ago. I don't even know. Like, today I was eating a cracker. But, I mean, typically, I yeah. I don't. And I don't miss it. Yeah. I have no trouble not sticking my hand in the bread basket yes. at a restaurant. So I want to talk about that real quick. Like, yeah. We were talking about keto. Yeah. Um,
1: you and I, I did it together, thought, like, right around the same
0: time. I know. we used to work together. And I – okay, so I'm consulting – um, miss my pesky journey. So I need you to okay. give me a free um, consultation. <laughs> so I have struggled with weight my whole life. Now yeah. I'm not a heavy person, no. but I'm not a thin person. Right. And my, and that's been my entire life. But we've also disclosed multiple times on this podcast, this one and others that I don't like to work out either. Yeah. Now I have been for the last three months. Um, but you know, my whole life I haven't Right? Oh, periods here and there. But my, my thing is I eat very very well. Yeah. Do I cheat occasionally? Sure. Yeah. Um, but I use honey in my coffee. I don't eat bread. I there's like, I can't tell you any kind of gluten product that I eat unless if I'm at somebody's house and they've made spaghetti, I'm going to eat. Like I'm not that person who's going to be like,
1: I have a special diet. It has to be attainable for a lifestyle. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. So I, I don't ever go to someone's house and not and not right. eat what they're serving, but at home, and when I'm, you know, when I go to restaurants or whatever, I do pretty much stick to it. I cannot lose weight. So and the, I know a lot of it's hormonal, but my question is this I mean, yes and no hormones. Well, When, so keto is where I gained the weight. That's when I gained. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. 10 pounds. And I just had lunch, um, last Thursday with a client friend of mine who's been on keto for 30 days or no, 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 three months. She has lost so much weight. So much weight keto made me gain weight. You remember
1: that? Oh, I you gained, did too. I gained twenty pounds. I gained keto. fifteen
0: pounds. Yeah. So I was one forty five when I started keto. I weigh one sixty now, and I have not been able. Now I go back and forth between one fifty five and one sixty, but
1: I cannot break one fifty five. Yeah. So the biggest thing is that I'm learning too with the, like the personal training certification and stuff because they do talk about that. The biggest thing is you have to be in a deficit, so you have to burn more calories than you eat. Yeah. I don't oh, care. sure. Right. And that sounds like it makes sense. Right. But for everything. So like, even for me, this yeah. is, and I, that's what I wanted to talk about this too. I've been really down on myself this week because, um, I kind of, I didn't really hurt my knee, but it started feeling like something could potentially happening mm. happen. So I told my trainer and he's like, no more cardio this week and you don't get to work legs this week. Oh, so well, that's why you're depressed. Yeah, for sure. But um, (laughs) I'd be like, I would, I'm so like beside myself sad, (laughs) but that means that my output for burning calories is significantly lower. So what does that mean? That my body is burning less amount of calories, but Mm. I'm still eating the same amount of beef that I was eating when I was doing cardio every so, so single day. Did you day. gain then? Yes, I gained yeah. 10 pounds. It's nine pounds this week, which is unheard of, right? But I was still eating the same amount of meat and the same, same amount of sodium, and I was ingesting the same amount of water, so I'm, my body is just holding on to water Oh, right now. that's what it is. So it's water yeah. weight, but still, like, you know, it's still discouraging when you step on the scale, and it's nine pounds heavier than it yeah. was, you know, Sunday. So even, like, for me, three pounds. I mean,
0: like, I Dude, know it's one not nine, but... one pound. One pound makes me sad. But I'm like, I'm not going in the right direction, and my mom has lost weight going to orange theory her friend has lost like 40 pounds i can't lose one you're like
1: where am i at so the like, biggest like i thing- go
0: to work or i mean i wake up at 355 that's
1: insanity so i the just biggest want to thing see For pound. you is you have to you really have to take into consideration everything you put in your mouth you have to drink enough water and you have to be in a caloric deficit which means for so for you you don't eat very much that's my point right and i drink a lot of water which is awesome Keep it up. Right. But you have to make sure that you're eating enough calories so that your body isn't going into shutdown mode. And it's like, oh my God, she's giving us a chicken breast and avocado at night and she didn't eat the rest of the day. So what am I I going to do?
0: I eat. So here's what I do every day. It's like, I'm so regimented. Yeah. Every single morning when I get back from the gym, I have two eggs and it is in butter. It's olive oil and sea salt butter. It's real butter though. It's not like some kind of crazy stuff. Bullshit margarine. Yeah. No, it's real butter. Um, two eggs. Okay. Every morning, great cup of coffee with, um, honey, honey mm-hmm. right. And then for and then I don't eat again until lunch. So I've been buying these, they're 300 calories. They're all natural, no MSG, little frozen things. Okay. Um, but they're, it's all natural. So it's like meat and veggies, 300 calories. Yeah. And then I come and I, then I don't eat again. Until, um, now I do have skinny pop at the office and it's like these 100 calorie popcorn. bags. You love popcorn. Sometimes I'll do that. Sometimes You're Olivia I, Pope. You I, love popcorn. I do love popcorn. <laughs> but sometimes I'll do that maybe twice a week. Sometimes I don't. But then I come home and I eat either a salmon, um, thingy, like a piece of salmon, or we'll do a hamburger patty or we'll grill chicken. It's one of the three. Okay. And then we will roast vegetables yep. in olive oil and garlic, uh, and slice an avocado. And sometimes we'll do rice, not always, but that's still, that's
1: like a quarter of a cup of rice. Okay, so by what you just told me, for your weight... And I burned 550 calories in Orange Theory. In Orange Theory, which that's not what else what else your body is burning the rest of the day. Right. Okay? In Orange Theory, I know it's like high-intensity interval training the whole time, so yeah. you could be burning potentially more. But um, for what you just told me, basically for what you're eating all day, is like 1,000 calories. Makes sense. So you're not eating enough for your body to burn. Mm. So your body is like, okay, well, anything that she gives it's us, we're going to hold holding on to on it. To it, it. Yeah. So that we're not going to we're not going to give we're not going to burn anything because we're not getting enough as it is. So <sighs> that's the other thing that I'm that I'm learning too is like, you know, I have to I have to be in a caloric deficit. I have to make sure that I'm burning like, you know, doing my cardio and stuff because I learned that lesson the hard way this week. Literally, I will show you. I'll show you the pictures from last Saturday when I came over here to today and how much water that I'm holding just from this week from not doing cardio, not doing legs. Because my leg workouts can probably burn anywhere from 600 to 800 calories because it's so intensive, right? So when we put
0: this podcast out to like um, promote it are you comfortable if we attach those two pictures as the promotional kind of like, absolutely. That's what this is about. Yes. Um,
1: I think people want to see that it's just inspirational. Absolutely. And that's like the thing too, is that's why I started that Instagram Mm -hmm. because I want, and that's why like I post about the good stuff, the bad stuff, the sad days, the happy days, because I hate when I look at somebody's Instagram page and they're not quote unquote real. Right. They're like, oh, this is my grilled chicken and broccoli that I'm eating for dinner, but I'm not going to post the five Reese's cups that I ate afterwards. (laughs) And that's the, the other thing about the fitness industry and community is that, you know, a lot of them have really messed up relationships with food. Yeah. And that's why I started the diet that I'm on now, because it eliminated and that's like some of the good things too, is that it eliminated my cravings. I don't crave shit. I don't crave anything. Yeah, I don't either. Once I cut sugar out of my diet, that eliminated
0: almost all All of my cravings, all of them, which is, and it doesn't mean I never eat sugar, right? That, that would be a flat lie. If somebody brings Tiff's treats to the office,
1: girlfriend, I'm having
0: one or two, (laughs) right? I will not (laughs) say that My problem
1: is I would have 10
0: (laughs) and like every once in a while, every once in a while, maybe once a month I'll grab Skittles. Right. But I mean, it's not like, it's not that often. Yeah. And I, it has really cut down. Do you remember when we were at Carlton? Yeah. Almost every day.
1: Yeah. I'm like, where's the
0: Skittles?
1: (laughs) And then, and then the problem with that too, is that like, you know, you're doing the keto diet, so you're doing high fat and protein and vegetables. But then if you add that sugar, then you're getting high everything. Yeah. So then you're like, your body's really going to hold on to everything. Oh my gosh. That, that was not a good diet for me. Well, and I think too, um, like the cheese
0: and all of that, like that wasn't good for me. That just just wasn't good for
1: my body. And that's like what else they talk about on the carnivore diet. Cause some people, some people will do variations, right? They'll do like bacon, they'll do beef, they'll do eggs, they'll do cheese. A lot of people do cheese and cheese for me. Like it's, it's something that I've had to learn a treat every now and then is okay, Yeah, but you have to think about it. It's that milk is baby food, right? I know. I think people
0: forget the whole purpose of dairy. Yeah, what it what its goal is to it's fatten to, baby cows. Yeah, to make a baby cow a five ton animal. <laughs> yes,
1: and then like there's the whole thing too about you know just eating beef and having high cholesterol or whatever. But, um, you know, eating like cows that eat grass, like they're eating grass. So yeah. what do you think their meat is made from? Yeah, like, exactly. The vitamins and nutrients from grass. Yeah. So I'm getting the nutrients inadvertently. Yeah, like, secondhand. Right. <laughs> but yeah.
0: I love it. So we are at an hour and normally, you know, we've had so many where we've gone way past that. We've cut it yeah. into two, but what I'm learning is it makes it really difficult to save and send and upload. Yeah, it's all good. So I would love if we just kind of cut it off and maybe we pick it up again on another, cause I think we could go another hour talking about this stuff. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, if you'll go ahead and plug all of our social media and yourself, because sure. I want people to go to my pesky journey. And like that in- it's Instagram and like that yeah. page. Are you on Facebook too with that or just Instagram?
1: Not yet. I knew that if I started the yeah. Facebook, then I would be on Facebook so much more. And like I'm, I'm good. yeah. And I know that I would have like followers and stuff, but oh man, It's yeah. not ready yet. But yes, yeah, so I'm on Instagram. Me, I'm on Instagram. I have, <laughs> well, I run three Instagram accounts. So I have April J, which is A-P-R-I-L underscore J-A-I-E. And then I have My Pesky Journey, which is spelled exactly how it sounds. M-Y-P-E-S-K-Y-J-O-U-R-N-E-Y. And then I run Big Girl Pants Pod. Yep. Um, and then, you know, check us out on our website, www.biggirlpantspod.com. There's everything that you need to know there. You can find our podcast there. You can get our YouTube channel there. Um, you can get our blog, which Kim writes blog posts because she's super cool. Used to. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since I've added it's anything. all good. Um, and then we have like a couple things on there. We have like, you know, resume writing tips. Oh yeah, that's and, right. I forgot yeah. we put that stuff and on there. And then soon we'll be doing a um, book review too. So Yes, I'm so excited about that. Yeah, yes, yes, I can't be. wait. But yeah,
0: so that's that's it. Very cool. Well, it was fun today. Thanks for sharing all of the personal information. Um, I think these are things that uh, women in general just really question and ponder, and
1: especially like the working out and how to squeeze it in
0: and... Yeah, now you know it can be done. It can be done. All right, you and if to you start? need,
1: if you have any questions, by all means, ask me on my pesky journey. Like, I will answer any of your fitness-related questions. That's ultimately that's what I would want my job to be. It's right. just to be a professional personal trainer and help women feel more comfortable in a gym. So, I'm here to help you. Awesome, I love it. I hope you reach out to her. And um, please like and subscribe, not like uh, subscribe
0: to our podcast, please. And review, and please review. Um, we want to know what you think, and if we could be. Uh, doing better or have a different topic or whatever um, we'd love to hear from you that's all we got bye peace out